Hi, I'm Big McCrumah. And I'm AudioNerd64. And we are your gamer, 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 gamer friends, gamer friends, gamer friends. Logging on this week. <laughs> we got to keep it moving. I can't comment every time. E3 is coming. Dum, dum, dum. It's coming. It is arriving, as is Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yes, indeed. As is the Playdate console. 2019 Playboy. Wait, Game Boy. That was a slip. It's called a Playdate. You, uh, I'm just, Playdate, Game Boy, I just did it right there. It was very easy. Uh, Also arriving, Xbox and Axe are making a body wash. It's gross. I don't know. And this is the last time that we're going to talk about these games ever on the podcast. History. Anthem. Fallout 76. Done. We're done. This is the last time. It's over. Nail in the coffin kind of happens. Over. These past two weeks in Nerdum, we are talking the new Dark Phoenix reviews. To no one's surprise, it's it's bad. Yeah. One month to Spider-Man. Woo! We are really behind on other movies that we're going to talk about briefly. We are. YouTube is caught up in some Pride Month drama. Again, no one's shocked. And we're going to have a conversation on people of color as foot soldiers in some of our favorite franchises. Um, Game of Thrones is not a favorite franchise for me hmm. anymore. Hmm. I'm just saying. And in the home screen, we're talking Destiny 2, The Division 2, and Apex's latest updates. Okay, well, let's dive right in. EA is around the corner, and we want to acknowledge that we've been a little late for various reasons. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. We're, we're back on track. And in fact, next episode is going to be early. So we're a bi-weekly show. Next episode is going to be about two weeks. Uh, however, because E3 is happening this upcoming weekend and there's going to be a ton of news, we're going to do a special episode and it's just going to come out early. So the following episode will be like two and a half weeks wait. So just give people a heads up. And also, our new schedule is to release on Wednesdays. Yep. Now that's it for the housekeeping. Yeah, we took care of housekeeping. And E3, apparently. Yes. Uh, let's actually log on now. What's first? Destiny 2 news. I'll let you take it away, because you like Destiny a lot. I do. Uh, we're going to talk about playing it, the new update uh, for the new season that just came out uh, later on in the show. However... There was also a major leak. Bungie had announced that they were going to do a stream on the future of Destiny. My recollection of this was that it was going to be on the 10th, but then a leak happened, and it looks like we know the name of the new expansion that's going to come out this year, Mm -hmm. which clears up whether or not we were going to get an announcement of Destiny 3 at E3, or if we were going to get some other like Forsaken-sized expansion. It will be the latter, and it's called Shadow Keep. And we're going back to the moon from Destiny 1. Oh, I didn't even realize we were on the moon in Destiny 1. Yes, there was a moon on Destiny 1, <laughs> the moon, Earth's moon, and some interesting lore things happened there. There's been a lot of lore going on that I haven't been paying attention to that I'm diving back into. 
Uh, and this seems like a really interesting development. Although I will say, not thrilled that we're going to be fighting another hive enemy. I'm just kind of tired of the hive. That's fair. They're basically the raid enemies this time around as well. And mm. the last expansion was kind of all about them or ended up being about them secretly. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I get it, though, because they are the darkness and we are the light. So they're kind of our ultimate enemies. I'm sure they'll have some good twist in there or something. It's going to be great. I just... I'm not thrilled about fighting the Hive. To be fair, though, I felt the exact same way about the Taken King when it got announced mm-hmm. um, from Destiny 1. And the Taken King is probably the best gaming period of my life. It's when Bones of Feet came together. We were raiding three times a week, every week. It was so fun. Well, all right. Uh, what's this I hear about Stadia Direct? So there's a bunch of things that have come out or been announced that either we haven't seen yet or are going to be expounded on at E3 that we wanted to mention briefly but didn't want to spend too, too much time on because it's just going to come up again during our E3 episode. So uh, the first of those is Stadia Direct, uh, Google's Stadia program, platform, whatever we're calling it, the streaming. Uh, They're doing their first, like, live event Not at E3. They said they didn't want to wait for E3. It's tomorrow. We're recording this uh, on the 5th. It's on the 6th. And um, we don't know what's going to happen, but the rumor is that Destiny 2 will be the first major game that they promote on Stadia and that it will allow for cross-save, meaning that Xbox players like myself or PlayStation players could transition to playing on PC. Oh, you mean on the cloud? <laughs> well, yeah. Through through Google Stadia, we could play on PC or on our phones, for that matter. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even call it PC. It's like not fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's everywhere. I was explicitly thinking though, I would sit like at my PC and play it. Now you could play it on the subway. You could play on the on a train, on a plane. I don't think you could play it on the subway because you'd lose internet connection. Green eggs and ham, Sam I am. Okay. Watchdogs Legion got leaked. We don't know a ton about it because I haven't looked at the leaks. I'm I'm respecting Ubisoft and waiting for the E3 presentation on Monday. Well, you're doing more than what most fucking outlets are doing right now. They're in the headlines. It's like Watch Dogs 3 is going to take place in blankety-blank in this blank time period, and you get to do blank. And I'm like, can we breathe? Well, we always knew it was going to be London. It is London, right? Yeah, it's London. Oh, okay. In the, is it the future? Yes. Oh, I didn't see. I haven't looked at the leaks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't looked. I literally know the information straight from headlines, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so upset. I have, There's no option. Well, we'll find out more about it and report back in an official capacity in our E3 episode. Um, But, you know, we know for sure that it's coming now. Uh, Death Stranding got a release date and a nine-minute trailer that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, that seems to be the consensus on the trailer. Apparently, if you go to the website, you can actually learn what the fuck the game is about. Oh, really? I think. That's what I saw, but I kind of... I don't know if I 
care. <laughs> the last thing that I saw was Hideo Kojima on Twitter justifying the game and being like, no, it's not what you think it is. It's not a stealth game. <laughs> I think there's just so much confusion and like, no one's going to know a fucking thing until this game comes out. I mean, it looks beautiful. Here's the thing. Like every PlayStation 4 game. Metal Gear Solid's storylines are fucked up. They're weird as hell. Like, they don't make any sense. And they're super dramatic. I mean, they're good. Oh, a few of them are good. But let's be real. They're not the most straightforward storylines. So I'm not surprised that he's come up with something this fucking convoluted. But mm-hmm. I got to say, if in nine minutes you can't give me a general <laughs> idea of what's happening, like what I'm watching, then I don't know. That that doesn't seem good. I mean... But we'll find out at E3. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, next up, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is... A remake-ish coming out. Reboot. Reboot. Re-invigorization of... (laughs) What is it? Modern Modern Warfare 4? I think it's just they're rebooting the Modern Warfare mini-franchise. Got it. Very confusing. Looks like it'll be fun for, you know... Call it looks of Duty like they fans. are doing more of a single-player thing. Yeah. Like, Blackout and what are the other modes? Like, there was no single-player in Black Ops 4. Right. So, they're like, hey, maybe we want to do some single-player now? Anyway, I'm sure they'll be at E3. <laughs> yeah, we we'll can find out more information. True. Uh, um, I never was a COD fan, and I'm, I gotta admit, Black Ops 4 did not get me into the franchise like I thought it might. Blackout was fun. Ish. For the time period that I played it. It was fun in the time period that we were all bored with PUBG and unknowingly waiting for Apex Legends. Yeah, that's very <laughs> fair. That's a very fair analysis. Not worth the money that I spent. <laughs> Thank that's you just, for that. That's though. just me. I appreciate that you bought it. Oh, that's right. I hate you. Stealing my games. Uh, SpongeBob is getting a new game, which is another soft... Reboot? I think it's just a straight-up remake. Oh, remake? Okay. Yeah. There's just so many... Where are the original game ideas? <laughs> I know. It's it's kind of like <laughs> Hollywood has started recycling everything. Everything is a remake. Disney's just going back in their catalog and, and remaking all of their movies. Well, they got to keep that copyright um, up fair to enough. date. So. Fair enough. I mean, um, it's not fair enough because it's bullshit, but also... <laughs> Um, capitalism. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people are this excited because I don't remember this game. Maybe I didn't I, play it. Look, I was, I'd never played a SpongeBob game. Look, I can quote pretty much every episode, but I don't think I ever was. Ex- you know what game I, of SpongeBob was excited about? That one you could play on, on their website with the flipping the patties. Yeah. And making the, it was like, you know, Overcooked before Overcooked was Overcooked. Uh-huh. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's the I, only one. I wonder if that still exists. I doubt it. Oh. Flash games as a whole, like... Oh, that's right. Fuck. What, do people still play them? I don't think so. Let's go to addictinggames.com. That's the one I used to go on to. Oh, my God. We'll have, to, we'll have to do some research, come back to y'all. But yeah, apparently this game is coming out and people are excited for it. Like, oddly excited for it. I'm very confused. But good for them. You know, no point in yucking someone's yum. 
We don't do that here at Game of Friends. I'm just confused. Well, addictinggames.com is still up and running. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, we'll have to check that out. Um, I won't be checking out this SpongeBob game, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Not for me. What I will be checking out, hopefully, Square Enix's Avengers game. Avengers! Da, 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 da. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, I'm done. Um, wow. I really movement. hope that <laughs> the rumors are true and that it's Avengers Destiny. Um, that's what people are saying? That's what the rumor is, but I don't... I think that what they're actually going to do is tie it in with the Spider-Man game and make a Marvel game universe. If they don't do that, I'm confused. What a missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. What a missed opportunity. I mean, I'm excited. I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. Because I think of like Square Enix and I'm like Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy. But also the new Tomb Raider. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Also, Just Cause. Right. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was like, mm, I don't know how like a Kingdom Hearts Avengers game is going to look, but never mind. I, I take that back. Here's the thing. We have a prototype for all of these games. Anthem was a prototype for playing as Iron Man. True. God of War was a prototype for playing as Thor. <laughs> we have an actual Spider-Man game. Spider-Man, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Um, the Destiny shield throw thing. Could just be Captain America. Who was the the Hulk? The Hulk is uh, you know the Hulk game was got pretty good. I don't remember what it was called, and this could be the nostalgia talking. But I loved that game as a kid. Anyway, anyway, no use in speculating. We are going to find out very soon during Square Enix's uh, presentation on Monday. So it's exciting. Let's I'm, just see then. I hope they don't fuck it up because like. This is... They could definitely fuck it up. They could definitely fuck it up because I have no faith in superhero games because they're not... I'll say seven out of ten times. I think I'm happy. I'm I'm okay with that number. Seven out of ten times, they're trash. Um, I mean, look how long it took for a good Spider-Man game to come. Over a decade. Lord. Um, what is definitely not going to be trash is... Shield and Sword. Pokemon oh, is so looking cute. good. It looks so cute. It looks so good. Also, can I say, like, maybe I have a little raid fatigue, but the fact that there are going to be four-person co-op raids in Pokemon is a lot. I mean, it doesn't seem, like, too intense, and it doesn't, to me, it didn't stray too far from what the traditional one-on-one gameplay is. Just as, like, okay, now you can... Was it three people, four people? Unless they go full RPG and you're like cooking and doing a bunch of other kind of stuff, I can't see that uh, the core gameplay is the core gameplay. So I agree that it's not going to be super complicated. I just think that the idea of calling everything a raid. It's like a boss fight, but it is a raid because you're doing it with people. It's just like Pokemon battles with friends. There's multiple boss fights. Oh, yeah. But the equivalent of a Pokemon raid is like the Elite Four. You're just doing the Elite Four with friends. Which is fine. I'm here for it. It's whatever. The technology is there for you to play Pokemon and fight people with friends. So why the fuck not? I'm very excited. I wasn't really that excited before, I got to admit. And now I'm much more excited than I was. Yeah. And I got to say that a lot of the new Pokemon look less corny than 
the Pokemon years prior. I think they're just admitting that they're running out of animals and recycling things. <laughs> like, here's a sheep. Here's a bat. <laughs> here's yeah, like it's a... <laughs> here's a couple of lions. <laughs> We've had Mareep for a long time, and now we have a new Mareep that's not named Mareep. You know, I'm fine with it. It's a return to form. Also announced, but not in the same Nintendo Direct as the Sword and Shield one that we were just referencing, um, was a mini game type thing called Pokemon Sleep. I just want to mention what that Pokemon is trying to gamify sleeping. It's like <sighs> a game to build healthy sleeping habits. And so the better sleep that you get, the more it helps you out in this game. Wait. Okay, I guess that makes sense. I just... <laughs> it's funny to me because, you know, like looking at a screen either right before going to sleep and then right after you wake up are both not great things to do. <laughs> so Look at me. I'm, <laughs> this, is, I'm, this is a dragging. Um, I don't, I'm confused. Again. I don't really get it either, um, but I'm not as obsessed with this franchise as I used to be, and so Usually. for some people, I, I guess they're very excited. Okay, I mean, you know, good for them. But yeah, there's going to be another Pokemon Direct during E3. And so this will not be the last of the news, but it's very possible that there won't be any new Sword and Shield news, considering they just did an entire Direct dedicated to it. Well, all right. Uh, The Playdate console is coming. If you haven't heard, it's a little teeny tiny yellow Game Boy-ish looking thing. It does just look like a Game Boy. It does. My nostalgia With is, a crank? With a crank. I, I don't remember Game Boys having cranks, but they didn't I'm have getting any the, cranks. They um, yeah, so it's being developed by Panic, and they're known for making games and apps for Mac and iOS. So for some reason, they decided to get into hardware. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't quite get cool. the concept for this either. From what I can tell from the website, they're like, we just had all these ideas for games and wanted to work with people who make cool games and just wanted to do this thing. So we're like, yeah, why the fuck not? I get that they're trying to court indie developers. It just, I don't know, can't you just do a storefront or something? Do you, <laughs> I, whatever. It's, I don't know, maybe, it's not a dig. It's fine. Yeah. I want to see the games first. Well, you will have to wait until the thing comes out. They are... Not, they're drip-feeding the games. They're drip-feeding the games. They're not announcing a damn thing. They will appear on your device. You get a little notification that, hey, new game is here, and you can play it. That's it. There's just a lot of stuff coming out, and also, like, food I could be eating, or... Oh, my God. <laughs> clothes I could be buying, <sighs> or charities I could be donating to. Like, if you're asking me to buy your brand new hardware that hasn't been tested before and I don't even get to know what games I'm going to be playing, that's a lot to ask. I don't know. I'm here for the the surprise of it. I think it's fun. If you, like, have the money to spare, to spare you're like, oh, I want to check it out. I think it's cool. <laughs> I understand that, like, you know, gaming is... I everyone to wait until I, the games come out. I think... I understand that, like, people have money to buy, you know, things and essentials and games are already expensive. Why add another expense to it? And, yeah, it is, it's a hard sell. But I don't know. I just, I, I think it's cute. I like the idea of, I like the idea of just creating, like, the small, maybe novelty item 
Um, it's not like super duper expensive. How much is it? It's one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> okay. But I mean, I think part of it is playing for is paying for the experience of okay, we have like these twelve games from twelve developers that are like well known, and they're surprises and they'll all be great and blah blah blah. I mean, you know, I we'll see. Exactly, we'll see. And and if after all the games come out, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to play at least most of them, then I'll buy it. I'm hopeful for it. I think in an age. Where all like these little mini emulators are coming out with games that nobody wants to play, and things are getting rehashed a million different times, and SpongeBob for some odd reason is coming back. I can appreciate the effort of like trying to create something new in this client. You know, it, it, I, whatever. Fair enough. I, it's not a dig. Like if you want to get in on this, absolutely. I just think it would be wise to wait. Um, next up, we are. Washing our bodies, I guess. <laughs> um, Axe and Microsoft are making an Xbox-themed body wash. Apparently, Cedric thinks it it sounds like it smells good. All right, here. Let me read the description. Uh, so it's wait, so it's gonna be called Lynx Xbox. Lynx is the parent company of Axe, and they're making it in Australia. That's why it's called Lynx or whatever. Anywho, uh, <laughs> the description is a fresh scent of pulsing green citrus featuring top notes of kefir lime and winter lemon, aromatic herbal middle notes of mint and sage, and woody bottom notes of patchouli and clear wood. Hmm. That <laughs> it's a lot of green things. It's revolting <laughs> that this is happening because what it suggests is that there's uh, a market of people who would be more inclined to buy things to wash their bodies with if it's gaming related. And I don't know if you've been to a gaming convention, but there are a lot of smells. And look, so look, hey Jordan, we gotta get these white people to wash their legs. If that listen, takes Xbox Axe Spray to do it. Then so be it. I'm here for the Xbox. That's what I'm saying. This is gross, <laughs> but clearly they recognize uh, that there's a market here. I bet that this literally happened overnight. Like they saw on Twitter all these white people admitting <laughs> that they don't wash their bodies. And like, there's an they were like, you know what? Money. I bet some of these people play games and they would buy some Axe and Microsoft themed body wash. We have men buying regular ass baby wipes called dude wipes like <laughs> men are clearly stupid and so if we can't get them to buy regular soap maybe they'll buy xbox soap i mean look i'm all here for the cleanliness uh and if you want to smell like mint sage patchouli clear wood and slime then go for it if y'all don't know what we're talking about, by the way, on Twitter, <laughs> there were some white people admitting that they like, oh, when you wash your armpits and let the soap run down, that's like cleaning you. And there were some people being like, oh, I only wash, you know, the pits and the privates like twice a week. It's just, it's no wonder why the L train smells foul all the time. Jordan, ever since I moved, I have not, I haven't been on the L train in like months. Every time you go, you have to deal with body odor. It's beautiful. It's not beautiful at all. No, it's beautiful that I don't have to be subjected to it. That's true. 
where I get on the subway, everyone watches. <laughs> well, I don't have anything to. I don't have anything nice to say about that, so I'm just gonna keep we'll, it moving. We'll just, we'll just move on. We'll move on. <sighs> I also have nothing nice to say about Anthem or Fallout 76. Or Fallout 76, but Anthem specifically because that one burned me. Fallout 76. Todd was out in public, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, we knew, we knew, we knew that there would be some criticisms, and we knew that the criticisms would be valid." Which says to me, yeah, we shipped a broken game on Clearly. purpose. <laughs> oh, man, the audacity it, of it's white It's just men. another level of outrage to hear them so casually admit what we all knew. <laughs> but they were, like, gaslighting us into being like, no, no it's this, is, fine. this is what we meant. Buy some things from the store. That name escapes me. Um, I don't want to link to that video because he's kind of a fascist, but uh, the internet oh. historian recap of the Fallout 76 drama is really funny. Is he kind of, how is he kind of a fascist? He's like, he's one of the people who's like, social justice warriors, women. Like, um, it's so, it's obnoxious. It's old at this point. Just... <sighs> um, anywho, uh, Anthem similarly had a nail in the coffin moment in the past few days. These cataclysms, I don't even... The cataclysms are a cataclysm. They <laughs> killed their own game. So, first of all, they announced the cataclysms on a stream, and the stream footage, it literally looks like the free roam part of the game with a blue filter on it in some heavier rain than what already <laughs> rains. <laughs> And you're just killing a few things. Oh, God. So my takeaway from the stream was, oh, my God. It is a horde mode light with a filter. And that's it. That's what a cataclysm is. And, and then a few days later on Reddit, someone posted uh, an account. I guess that they were able to get their hands on it and play the cataclysm. And... They essentially said that it is not just free roam with a filter on it, but it's the same enemies and the boss is basically the same thing as a Titan. And so there's actually no functional difference either. It's literally just a filter and a new free mode area. That... <sighs> with like... Some kind of you can't be out in the blue mechanic <laughs> for too long. It is so lacking in imagination. Mm. It is so obnoxious after all of the months of grief that they've put the community through, pretending like they're working on some amazing new activity. Yeah, I'm kind of confused. What the fuck was happening? Why they was it delayed? They, yeah, why was it delayed? If they weren't working on making it good, then what the hell was happening? Because they also weren't working on fixing the game itself. What, what is going on? I just, I just feel like there are people out here who are like really into Anthem and think it's the best thing since Last Bread, and I just want more for them. I, you know, like I want them to have a game with developers who actually give a shit 
I feel bad for them, honestly, because I understand where they're coming from. The the core gameplay mechanics of the game are actually good. Like, flying was really good and really fun. It was. It's just that nothing else in the game makes you want to keep Go back. playing it. Yeah. It, it's so devoid of all life. <laughs> it's just very sad. And frankly, at this point, I think that they should issue refunds. Like, they should refund everyone. <laughs> and I, I say that with complete seriousness. Like... It's it's not we were all lied to as consumers. They absolutely uh, engaged in false advertising. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> and it's all their fault. And it makes me particularly mad because I'm playing like Mass Effect three and thinking about how everyone hated it, and I'm like, actually, this is really good. So like, I mean, I know, right? Y'all spend all that energy. <laughs> but you know what's wild to me is that like. This fall from grace is taking so fucking long. Like, everyone hated Mass Effect 3, really just for the ending. Right. That That's you haven't gotten That's to. That's my understanding. That you haven't gotten to yet. Right. Um. So you'll see. I really don't, I honestly don't think it was warranted to begin with. But that begins Bioware's fall of grace, right? Fall from grace. And then Andromeda came out. We were all excited. We're like, yes, Mass Effect is coming back. And then that was ass. I, oh, God. <laughs> By the way, it literally just occurred to me like two days ago that they were referring to the Andromeda galaxy because the entirety of Mass Effect takes place in the Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> I'm so dumb. I mean, yeah. Not that you're dumb, but... Yeah. So are there, like, new alien races in Andromeda? Uh, no. Well, Wait, yes. We're, we're just colonizing a new solar system, and there's no fucking intelligent life there already? No, there, there are new... Is the, the problem is I didn't get that far. Uh, <laughs> 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 I maybe played that game for six hours. No. And didn't get very far. There, So, is it in the future? It is in the future. It is in the future. There are new aliens. There are new, there are new species. But also all the O1s are there too. So, like... And I think part of the reason why I was taking forever to get through because I was really interested in the lore. I was like, oh, what happened with the Quarians at this point? Or what happened <laughs> between the... What, what happened with uh, the genophage and how have the um, Krogan? How the you Krogan reconciled? I know this episode where where I talk about I playing through the game. How are the Cro? Also, your advice I won't ever forgive you. Okay, I won't ever forgive you, and all the lives lost are on your head. Okay, we'll talk about it when we talk about it. Well, fuck. Anyway, yeah, Andromeda was not good. Um, and then we still let them dupe us into buying Anthem. And I'm, I'm just upset with myself. Who's they, we? They caught me slipping. What was that that mean where she was like, if the murderer gets me, that's not on them, that's on me because they caught me slipping. Was sc- wasn't that scary Brenda from Scary Movie? Oh, was, <laughs> was it? Maybe someone, maybe someone did, that. but someone also, the, the one was like, you know, if the murderer murders me, that's, that's on me. They caught me slipping. I've seen it, but I don't know where it's from. Okay. Well, I have to find it now. But anyway, Bioware caught us all, caught most of us slipping. I, but we saw it coming. That's, uh, Who's we? I, we? We 
<laughs> the writing was on the wall. They were like, is our making games? And do I have to, I mean, I can bring the montage from that other episode. I'm, you were like, I don't know. I, I, you were, you were. I was duped by the gameplay. The gameplay was so fun. I was like, there's no way they can po- completely fuck this up. And they did. I'm just happy to be right. How much is Anthem selling for these days? <laughs> 20 bucks. <laughs> anyway, this is going to be the last time where we're going to talk about it. That's, they I'm done. are at EA Play, <laughs> so we might make a few jokes about Wait, it. they're going to be at EA Play? Yeah, they are. <laughs> you want to know for how long? <laughs> Wait. Their stream is like 15 minutes long. No! Like 14 minutes and 30 seconds do look. Who? Of what? Of more apologies? Of more, oh, it's so hard playing, making games. Where's the army? We're Bioware. Please yeah, love us because we ain't asked to fucking Dragon Age. Fuck off. I'm, I'm, ugh. You got some gamer rage. $20. You could buy that game. For, it's not worth it at $20. It's not. It's not, it's not worth it at $20. If you're thinking about checking it's it out worth it's only $20, definitely don't. Don't buy it. Do, do not, not do it. buy Anthem. Oh my God. $20 is too much. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been free to play. Fuck. Um, oh my God. Okay. That's enough news for right now. The next episode, as we've said, will be all news, all E3. So we'll get a deep dive into a lot more of this stuff. Um, moving on. These past two weeks in nerddom. Dark Phoenix is apparently ass. <laughs> Again, I'm going to own that I was wrong. I didn't think that Marvel would allow for it to come out. after. That's right. You were like, Fox. they're going to shove this shit. And maybe they should have done that (laughs) because the reviews are like, I saw one headline that said, uh, instead of a bang, the X-Men saga goes out with a whimper. (laughs) It was just. Not that we rely on reviews to tell us if movies are good or bad. Yeah, but if they're all pretty, pretty much the same thing. I was not going to see this movie in theaters. I was not going to waste my hard earned money. I will wait for it to either I even be on a free FX. Ticket. That's time. <sighs> That's time. Like you have to pay me to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> At least buy me some popcorn, a soda, some Reese's pieces. You got to cover a cab to and from the theater <laughs> no, and not anything cab. that I consume, <laughs> and then we can have a conversation about my compensation. On top oh my of god! That. I'm gonna wait for this shit to be on FX where they play it like three times in a row on a weekend yeah. or on HBO. I am not going to see this in theaters. It's not happening. I'm so sorry. Uh, the <laughs> worst decision I ever made was to spend a Saturday afternoon watching X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> like, it's, I heard, it was I was so talking about bad. it with Chase and he said it wasn't that bad. Mm, I still haven't seen I it. I bet your brother like Dawn of Justice too. Which one was that? The Justice League movie. Dawn of Justice. That was the full title. Justice League Dawn of Justice. The one, the one that just came out? It was, yes. it was called Dawn of Just... Oh, fuck, I even... <laughs> I... The Justice League movie was okay. It was more fun because Ezra Miller looked good in that suit, even though he's problematic as hell. So anyway, <sighs> anyway. Um, God bless the X-Men. I can't wait to see you in the MCU. We're going to get <laughs> you back on track. We are going to fix this in post. 
Not we. That's Marvel's job. That ain't got nothing to do with me. All I do is sit there and watch the shit. Um, Spider-Man is coming out. It is. In a month. Woo! I'm excited. Increasingly excited. Um, apparently, there's a lot of info in a leaked trailer. Ooh. I won't be seeing any more trailers. Yeah, I'm done, I'm, too. I'm done watching I'm trailers. Done. So, I, I'm actually going to be done talking about it, too. Wow. We got a month, two episodes before we can dish... Maybe we'll do a spoiler cast or something. I don't know. Well, that'll be fun. A little um, shorter spoiler cast. Yeah, it'll be it'll be cute. Have a guest on, maybe. Whew. I'm excited. Lots of guests. Um, movies. Still yeah, see. We haven't seen a lot of things. We really, we really need to see Pikachu because it is a gaming. It's a, literally a gaming movie. So we dragged ourselves to see Ready Player One. <laughs> we did. We like saw that at the last. We saw it. <laughs> Right before it left theaters, <laughs> at like the I, matinee show. Yeah, we were like the last. We were. I was like. There were four you, people in our theater. <laughs> there were four people in the theater. We like trudged along. I like got really excited that that theater sold coffee because I was like, I just need to sit here and just caffeine in me to get through this goddamn movie that I don't want to see. It was all right. I didn't. It was. It, it was, was fine. Okay. It was a fine way to spend an afternoon. I guess it was a morning. I was. <laughs> It was like 10 a.m. <laughs> That's why you needed coffee. Um, so, yeah, we got to see Detective Pikachu. I am more excited to see Detective Pikachu, though. We got to see Godzilla. I got to see Godzilla. I don't care. I fucking love Godzilla. I like the one the one that they did in, like, 2003. The one where, like, the big reveal was, like, it laid eggs. It's a girl. It's having babies. Okay, this is such Actually, a I know it was like basic all bitch the... opinion what? <laughs> of Godzilla movies. That was the equivalent of being like, I love pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> Godzilla with the puffy music video is the pumpkin spice latte of Godzilla movies. <laughs> oh, that, w- that had a puffy music video? Yes. I, look, I was a kid. I don't know. Um, yeah, all right, so it was the nostalgia. Okay, Maybe. you could be forgiven. You could be forgiven because you were a kid and they basically were trying to remake Jurassic Park. <laughs> yes, 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 that's what they, that's basically what they did. That's what they did. That's what they did. Okay, so I would even <laughs> say it's even though it is definitely the pumpkin spice latte of Godzilla movies, it's Damn, not bad. What a I would call out. I would oh, watch but you, it. You would still drink the pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. You're full of shit. I would still drink it. I wouldn't Any. order it though. You would order it, but I, I would, I would take have a sip. to order it, and they'd be like two pumpkin spice lattes for Cedric. That's right. That's right. Wow. Um, I gotta see Godzilla. Gotta see Godzilla. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about this YouTube shit? Because I'm tired of them. Um, the long and short of the YouTube drama is that it's Pride Month. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. And YouTube, uh. Really doesn't give a shit about gay people. But (laughs) during Pride Month, slaps rainbows on everything and pretends to give a shit about gay people. Mm -hmm. So this gay YouTube content creator who happens to be a journalist at Vox basically wrote a really long Twitter thread calling them out and saying that there is someone on YouTube who basically makes rebuttal videos to every single video that he uploads and uses homophobic slurs and like tries to quote-unquote debate him and literally sells a shirt that says... Something, something is for fags? Socialist like, something. Socialism is for fags? Yeah. Which I would buy if it wasn't for him. 
Like right. if, if someone, it wasn't, like if I made should, that shirt, yeah, someone, I would absolutely wear someone it. Someone should copy that verbatim <laughs> and just like you know have it go to like some LGBT community. I would buy the fuck out of that. <laughs> right, shirt. right. Anyway, um, YouTube basically said, "Uh, no, he's fine," and the outrage, of course, was large Palpable. and swift. Yes. So then they kind of backtracked, and they're like, you know what? We're not going to ban him from the platform, but we are going to stop him from making money off of it. So, again, (laughs) the capitalist solution is not to actually heal the wound. It's just to sprinkle salt in a new wound for the other person. (laughs) Right. It's just like, he still has a platform and can still make money through it, just not through, like, it's He's still calling me a faggot. Right. (laughs) Now he doesn't make a dollar off of it. It's hate speech and, like, capital, and still profiting off that hate speech just with extra steps now. Good job, YouTube. Corporate pride is bullshit. And it is gross, and capitalism is disgusting. These companies don't care about you. Capitalism literally just co-ops all popular the social movements yeah. and tries to defang them to the point where we have gay people who are like, oh, I can't wait to go to Target and buy the Listerine Pride bottle. Nigga. Which is also... Nigga. This is... This topic was tangentially uh, related to nerddom to begin with. Um, and now we have gone down the Listerine, the rainbow Listerine rabbit hole. Well. And holy fucking shit. I don't know what to tell you. I I know we're about games here at Gamer Friends, but I draw the line at rainbow Listerine. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? I don't know what to tell you. Ra- ah! Happy Pride, y'all. Happy Pride, indeed. Um, finally. Listerine. (laughs) Finally. We had a conversation on Twitter with a listener. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will retweet the thread and call attention to it when this episode comes out so that you can read it just in case you want to, like, see exactly what was said. It was a thread about how people of color are treated in some of these franchises, and we Mm -hmm. were invited to give our opinion. Uh, And so now we're going to take the time to do that. The conversation basically boiled down to what the fuck was up with in the Avengers, in Endgame, the final battle, essentially the Wakandan army and the largely Asian, we assume, Doctor Strange army are putting up the numbers for the good guys and essentially, you know, being led to slaughter. Like, it wasn't a majority white army. Um, And I I don't say slaughter. Like, obviously, they won the battle and there were not uh, many casualties. I, I don't know other than the superheroes who died. Uh, But, you know, that's commentary in and of itself on the trope. And uh, it was also linked to Game of Thrones. In in the big battle for Winterfell, the very first thing that happens is that all the Dothraki ride out into glorious battle and (laughs) all all immediately slaughtered. Not all of them, literally, but most of them. I I thought it was all until they... Yeah, the next episode, they're like, it was like a third of them. (laughs) LOL. And then the Unsullied basically sacrificed themselves, most of them, to protect the white Northmen from the retreat. So where where do you come down on the trope? And where do you come down on 
how the trope was employed by each of those franchises, respectively. Hmm. Um, the trope doesn't surprise me. I think I was a little bit more annoyed about it with Game of Thrones than with Endgame. And the reason for that, I think for Game of Thrones, it clearly was like, all right, these are like the last black people that we know of here. And they're on the the absolute front lines. But, you know, the Darth Raki also have like a reputation of being really good warriors. Is that racist? Probably. Because obviously they didn't do such a good job with the whites. Oh, God, that sounds terrible when you say that out loud. <laughs> White walkers. Yeah. Ugh, anyway. And, and with Endgame, I, I don't know, I feel like... like and in Infinity War. Oh, sorry. Well, and yeah, in both. Um, the Wakandans are probably, in you know, in the MCU, like the greatest army in the world because of all the technology that they have. I mean, fuck Killmonger was like, we got to use y'all niggas to take over the world. Literally. That's the, that's the army to do it with. Um, and the largely, uh, we're assuming, Asian population that... Uh, comes with all the sorcerers, they also know what the fuck they're doing. It's, like, hard because, like, there's no... There's no mutants. There's no inhumans, which could have been, like, white people. They built this world where literally all the best warriors are people of color, which is not great. I think it... it In a way, it does, like, paint people of color as, like... And, like, the the same trope of, like, we're strong and we're so resilient and we can do whatever we want because, like, we've suffered so much. Um, I think it definitely plays into that. Um, so, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it, you know, now that we're, like, a few, almost, I guess, a month now from both of them. I think it, I think it just bothers me more with Game of Thrones just because it, like, it, what well, we saw or how I think it was portrayed is just like these are the last of the Darth it was like the last of them completely like there are no quote unquote no more Darth Raki and we're seeing like the extinction of a race of people where like that didn't happen in Endgame and especially since like nobody really gave a fuck about Darth Raki until they were useful but like Game of Thrones very much revolved around the throne and like royalty. And I never like went to Game of Thrones for any meaningful commentary yeah. on race since the beginning. Ever since they had Daenerys in a pool of black people, I just was like, all right, this is what this show is. So buckle up. There's so many seasons left. Um Butter emails. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I like I do I mean, I, I'm always wishing that like, you know, more nuance and attention. And uh, thought is being put into black people and people of color in any fictional universe. Um, but, you know, black people don't write this shit. We're not in right. all the writers. We're not like how many black writers were in Endgame? How many black writers are for Infinity? So, like, I'm not or for Game of Thrones. So I, like, understand the need to, like, be critical about these things. Um, and I hope that, like, you know, eventually fantasy, especially in, like, sci-fi, can, like, move past the sort of, like, basic ways that, like, people of color are portrayed, be it good or bad, it's still, you know, it's still basic. Um, but I don't expect white showrunners to do that work. Like, right, black people, Latinx people. I don't think people. that it's necessarily an excuse. I'm not saying that you are saying that it's an excuse. Right. It needs to be addressed. 
I do think that they're massively different examples, though, and I don't agree that they're comparable. Um, in Game of Thrones, literally the Dothraki are on horseback. Two things about that. Number one, in the books, the Dothraki are the best archers in the world. Why were they even on the front lines at all? See, I didn't even know that about the Dothraki. They, that's never portrayed in the show. That's right. It is never portrayed in the show uh, that they are the best archers, but that is part of it. Specifically, horseback archers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you they can also fuck you up, like, <laughs> regularly on horseback. <laughs> Second... Horses are not what you charge with first. No. Horses are <laughs> brought people. in to flank yeah, usually yeah. or reinforce a line. I think the show has a really deep history of fucking up battle formations. <laughs> like, no one in Westeros is a very good general. No. Except for the people who are dead uh, after at the beginning of the show, <laughs> the people who die uh, in the first few seasons. Probably Tywin is the last legitimate general. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Tyrion fucks up at the Battle of Blackwater Bay A and lot. in every subsequent battle that he's involved in. And Danny and John, like, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> with the dragons <laughs> in the sky in that way? Like, they're not being strategic at all. Yeah. And so, in that sense, fine. I guess it makes sense that they would send the fucking horses out first. But in reality, what was it? It was a way to get rid of the Dothraki because they have built them up as these incredible fighting machines. And they didn't have the budget to keep a bunch of Dothraki fighting when they really wanted to be focused on the main characters the entire battle. And so what better way to demonstrate how big, bad, and awesome the White Walkers are as to extinguish, literally extinguish the light of these fearsome warriors. So Nothing more than a plot. (laughs) Totally, I get what they were going for. I still think that it's racist as fuck considering how the Northmen were looking at the Dothraki and looking at the Unsullied and the fact that the Unsullied also ended up having to protect the retreat. I don't quite understand why it needed to be them or why it needed to be that many of them. Mm -hmm. Why wasn't the trench dug further out? Like, there are just so many questions that I have, but... Game of Thrones unquestionably has treated brown people and black people as slaves and as the downtrodden and as savages, etc. So obviously that's a super fucked up uh, portrayal and it did piss me off that they just kind of threw them out with the bathwater um, <laughs> during that battle. Yeah, On the... Marvel side, admitting that I am a Marvel stan, I do also recognize what could be better about it. And I have critiques about how Marvel deals with people of color and characters of color. But I think this is a very unique situation. Mm -hmm. There were not armies of white people at the ready. Like, I was never expecting that the U.S. Army with a bunch of tanks and, like, you know, people in fatigues are going to roll up to fight Thanos. Because it's a comic book movie. You know, you're relying on the world that you have introduced. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the only real civilian military agency that is majority white that's in the Marvel Universe 
is the CIA, which was introduced in Black Panther. So I just don't think that the numbers were really there. Also, if you take into account everyone that came, there were a bunch of people that came from space. The scroll were there. Uh, they were. The, the folks that Yondu was a part of, whose name... The Revengers. Ravagers. Ravengers. The Ravengers. You know, there were other people there. It was basically like the who's who of who is not a white person with a shield <laughs> in the MCU. For real. And frankly, it was the end of the fucking world. Like, it's the battle for the universe. And they were not used as pawns. They were not used as cannon fodder. It's not like the Avengers sent them in uh, to take a few hits before they showed up. Uh, kind of like what happened in Game of Thrones. I just think the context is very different. Yeah, I don't know. I think I still feel a bit more conflicted about it, but... I think that they're very different. I think Game of Thrones is definitely... Like, what they did was definitely fucked up. I'm not convinced that what Marvel did is on the same level. Although, I will definitely agree the fact that they kind of had to shoehorn Black Panther people into Infinity War in a way that they clearly weren't planning on is kind of fucked up. Although I do understand they just were not expecting it to be as big as it ended up being. Mm. All right. Uh, that was a good discussion. Let's move on uh, to the home screen. Drop that music. All right. Uh, so we got into the beginning of the season of Opulence from Destiny 2. This is the third season, or I guess the fourth season, of the second year of Destiny 2. It started with Forsaken, and then they had an annual pass with three additional seasons, um, and we're in the home stretch. The very first thing that you do gets you back up to a relevant light level. The old cap was 700, the new cap is 750, and the very first quest that they have you do gets you to 690. Uh, we were behind and needed to get up to 690. Cedric finally is caught up with people. He can play the game again. Uh, and we walked through the first quest and did the menagerie, which was probably some of the most fun I've had in Destiny in a long time. Yeah, I remember when someone was talking about uh, Forsaken that, like, the most fun that they had was when you're, like, slightly overwhelmed because you're, like, just under the appropriate power level for something. Yeah. Um, and I felt that way again. And I'm upset that, like, my light level is going to be actually appropriate again because then it's going to be easy <laughs> and not as fun. I would describe this new game mode, which they're calling the Menagerie, as Destiny does Mario Party. Um, we're back at the Leviathan, which was introduced as the first raid location in Destiny 2 in the base game. This guy named Callus was the former emperor slash current emperor-ish, if you believe the lore, um, of the Cabal that attacked the tower. Um, and... The first raid is basically these trials, like tests almost, games you could say, uh, where he's kind of testing you. And now we have a bunch of them in one like 20 to 40 minute game mode uh, where you just do a, a 
different activity back to back and kind of run around in a little maze getting to each thing. And as you are successful, it gets harder. And so there's new enemies that are tougher. And then I guess you play until you can't go anymore. I don't really know what a successful run looks like because we were so underpowered when we did it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a lot of fun. And the mechanics were all super new. There were at least like 10 mini games that we played. Um, it, it was great. Yeah, I I enjoyed it, and it's been a while since I could since I said I enjoyed anything that Destiny has done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a good time. I'm looking forward to jumping back in. Yeah, I'm getting uh definitely more into it. I still need to carve out time for some other things, which we'll be talking about. But we were in a party tonight, and there were six people in there. Like, we could get a raid going. This is very exciting stuff. People are coming back out of the woodwork for this one. <laughs> and tomorrow we're going to find out what the next chapter of Destiny looks like beyond this. And it's going to be the first post-Activision uh, release, like, they definitely had their fingers on the season of opulence, but moving forward, it's going to be all Bungie. I saw a rumor slash kind of wish list item that Bungie announces a new partnership with Microsoft again. Mm. That would be very interesting to me. Anywho, um, the other games that I need to spend some time on are the division two and apex, which you're also tendentially playing, I guess. I guess. Look, the return to gaming has been slow and steady. Can't go from zero to 100. I'm very tired still. So We got a lot of other stuff going on. Um, but in Apex, the new event, I guess, it's going on for two weeks. It just came out. Basically, if you get a top five finish every day, you can advance a battle pass level. And if you get a certain number of those, then you get a special skin. Basically, you know, you play the game and you get rewarded for doing things you'd otherwise be doing. Um, The biggest addition to this is the Elite Queue. What's that? The Elite Queue is a special queue that you can only get into if you place top five in your previous game. So you get into a game, you place top five, and you then in your next game are in an elite queue where the only people in the game are people who placed top five in their previous game. There are still 20 teams, and so there are still going to be 15 teams that get knocked out of the elite queue and pushed back down into the regular queue. But essentially... The end battles in these elite queue games are pretty intense because they're players that, you know, get it and are pretty good consistently. Right. Hmm. Cream of the crop. (laughs) Indeed, the cream of the crop, uh, which I think is a racist phrase. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I think it is. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. It reminds me of Henry Ford saying it in um, the musical Ragtime. And as we all know, Henry Ford was a racist. (sighs) I mean... Anywho. Anyway. The Division 2 also getting some major updates. Uh, I still haven't done the raid. 
uh, it's still very difficult, although people are uh, accomplishing it more frequently. Um, mm-hmm. There are more builds out there to help you get through it. So I basically need to log on and get some of those items so that I can complete it. But they did announce a new specialization. So those end game specializations, one is a sniper rifle, one is a grenade launcher, and one is a crossbow. You're now able to carry around a minigun. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, very excited to dive into that sometime soon. It's out on the playtest server right now, um, but it'll be coming into the game soon enough. And because I have the season pass, I get automatic access to it. Everyone else has to do a quest <laughs> to get it, and I can just dive right in. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, a bunch of changes are, are coming to that as well. And I'm assuming that there will be some E3 talk about the future. Mm-hmm. So excited to report back. But those are my gaming loves right now. Well, there you go. All a solid list. You playing anything other than Forza and Destiny? Um, not really. I'm thinking I might want to get into Breath of the Wild. Oh. You know, play the game of a generation. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll you see. can always report back. Uh, you're right. Um, I, have, I have my list. I'm going to start digging back into it soon. Well, well, well. You should brush up on some Mass Effect 2. Three. Comma two. Oh, got it. Yes. As w- I will play Mass Effect as well. Lordy. Well, I think that was a show. That was a show. Thanks for listening, as always. Thank you for rating, reviewing, and subscribing, as always. Um, happy Pride! Happy Pride. Uh, thank you to the folks who wished me a happy graduation since the last episode came out. I really do appreciate the messages and the well wishes. Uh, pray for me that I get a job soon. Or I could just do this full time. Just give me money so I can do this full time. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please tell a gamer friend. Yes. Uh, and we will see you in about a week. When we're going to be talking e3. about E3. E3. Woo! Indeed. I'm already tired. It's it a lot of it's a lot of watching things. It's a lot of watching and it's a lot of talking. Remember our last E3 episode was over two hours long. Two and a half hours long. I, we oh had to split God. it. Didn't we have to split it? No. Oh, no. I had to render it at a lower quality. We thought about splitting it. Uh, well, thank God there's less shit <laughs> in it this year, so we can, mm, We'll see. I, uh, if, if the next the E three episode will not be over two hours, I will t- I will tell you we'll see. that much. That much. Lots of cover. Not on my watch. Okay, Bye, y'all. I'm out of here. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>